This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the entire internet brave enough, controversial and brave enough to talk about things like movies, television, um, sci-fi, fantasy, all of these things. I am Dan Selke, editor of winnerscoming.net, and I am here with, may you introduce yourself, you you mysterious stranger? Yes, I've never been here before. What is this place? <laughs> I'm Mia Johnson, entertainment editor over at fansited.com. Hey, good to see you, man. Good to see everybody who are watching. Um, as usual, it seems like every week we I, I come into the show like I'm always frantic. There's always new stuff going on. It never stops. Um, mm-hmm. I need to find a way to kind of, I think, like detoxify stress myself. But then I wouldn't um, be as on top of everything that's going that's on. Right. So maybe I should just keep going. I am. Mia, okay. Let's talk about this week. I wanted to, you know, this International Dog Day. What? First of all, it's oh. pretty important. So, I have no pets here, so nothing to Shout say out to you. the Hound on Game of Thrones <laughs> yes. for International Dog oh, Day. Yeah. Out, of course. And all their dogs. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones and about dogs, actually, this weekend, um, Maisie Williams is playing the mutant Wolfsbane. See what it did there? Uh-huh. That makes sense. That works. That tracks. Um, in The New Mutants, a new kind of X-Men horror-themed spinoff um, going to theaters. So this movie has a long, long history. It's been in the works for approximately 30 years. Um, It's gone through delays. Like while it was kind of in the pipeline, uh, 20th Century Fox was bought by Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not going to be a franchise, whatever happened. It's about like kind of young, not before seen in the movies, members of the X-Men who are in an institution, including Maisie Williams, who plays a werewolf type mutant named Wolfsbane, Reyes Sinclair. Um, it looks pretty interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll start with the non-controversial question. Mia, are you interested <laughs> yes. in this um, X-Men horror theme, young adult, new mutants, Maisie Williams film? Yeah, yeah. I feel like it is so long overdue. It's like the more you wait, the more hyped you get. Even though I feel like at some point we might, or there was a possibility to hit like this apex or this peak where it's like, and it's been so long that I really don't care anymore. But I uh-huh. feel like I'm still like right, you know, right there at the tip of the roller coaster where I'm like, finally, we've got to this time. It's an interesting premise. I love Maisie Williams. And so For I was sure. like, I'm sold already just getting to see someone who's not Arya. So that <laughs> I was sold. Um, the X-Men, I have a soft spot for as well. Sure, so I it, it kind of, it's, you know, all these little ingredients poured into one pot it's horror it's got the guy from stranger things <laughs> charlie, charlie heaton. heaton i want to say who yeah. is british by the way because they all he are is. he is he is and so i i am excited for it i've been excited for it for the last 30 years which is longer than my <laughs> existence <laughs> and i will say it's not Arya, but like she, she is getting like okay so she's Maisie williams she's playing 
a werewolf mutant. Who come on, mm-hmm. Arya, um, yeah. Dire Wolves, Starks. I can see it. Like her other new show, Two Weeks to Live, she's like an assassin with a list trying to go hunt down people who killed her mm. father. It's like, mm, girl, you're getting a little bit, um, you know, in a certain yeah. lane, which is fine. Do what works for you. Um, I mean, I think it looks fine. I mean, I, I never thought it looked particularly enticing. You are a more optimistic person than I am. I'm glad you're excited. I will. And, you know, well, the, I'll say the last time I was optimistic about the X-Men is when I saw Dark Phoenix and I got burned by that. Ooh, yeah. So, the other maybe, Game of Thrones veteran um, yeah. headlined uh, X-Men spinoff. Yeah, yeah, Sophie Turner. So maybe I will tread with caution. I'll say that. But it's it's supposed to be away from, you know, the main thread that we had all the days of futures past junk and all that stuff yes so, it's kind of a fresh start as it, linda yeah, says it's something new as linda says it was a comic in the 80s it was uh, the x-men and the 70s i think was it the 60s even Ooh, i'm not sure i know it was like it's old yeah it oh the old. new mutants <laughs> yeah that i think was x-men's old but anyway mainly the reason i want to bring it up is because amazing was in it, and that's great um okay it's opening in theaters this weekend. I think Tenet comes next weekend. Yeah. Sort of the, the, the bigger thing is, is that a good idea? I mean, we all know that we are in the midst of a global pandemic. The coronavirus is having its way with a lot of um, outdoor and indoor public spaces. And, you know, the, 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 there are experts who are saying, we are not a client, that, you know, maybe going to a closed um, room with poor ventilation, where you sit in a chair that someone was sitting in not that long ago and sit with strangers and, you know, laugh and breathe and gasp for two hours, isn't a super great idea. So I, I guess my question is, movies are back. Um, should they be? At least in this country. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a really tough conversation. And I'll preface it by saying personally, I don't want to be a selfish person because I really it's like, man, I really want to see this movie. And right now they're like, they're like, no, we're not gonna put it on Disney Plus. We're not gonna put it on mm-hmm. Hulu, we're not gonna put it on this and that. So it's like And they are doing that with like Mulan. They are they are yeah, having that go for strange. Disney Plus for thirty freaking dollars. Um Right. <laughs> so I it's oh, man, it, it puts me in a weird spot because I will say, gosh, what has it been like seven? Oh, my God. Has it been months that, that we've been like locked away and, and you don't know what day it is and all that stuff. <laughs> and I have I, it's like I've been to places I've been, you know, I'm covered up with my mask, use the social distancing. So I've been out and I feel privileged to like have survived for these last couple months, so it makes me wonder, it's like, would I, you know, would going to the movie theater, is that something I can risk? Or is it something that, you know, is selfish? And then it's like, well, what if I risk, you know, even if I'm unhealthy, if I pass it on to someone who's not and all this stuff. So it's like, it really puts me into a weird spot. <laughs> oh, I think the answer is, I mean, don't do it. I think yeah. that's kind of clear. I don't know, to me, like, <laughs> I would not go to the movie theater right now. Yeah. And... I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are people who are going to go and they're going to be fine. I mean, you know, it's, it's different for everybody. I just, I just think that opening up the theaters at all is a bit of a move that's too risky to be worth mm. it. And I'm giving side eye to the theaters who, I mean, I know why they're doing it. 
they, they're doing it because their bottom lines are hurting. They want to get money back. They want to get people back in the seats and make money. But um, to do it at the risk of spreading it further, I don't know. I think that is a dicey proposition. And I don't think it should happen there. I'll yeah, say that. Yeah. No, I yeah, am not going. <laughs> no, I think, yeah, I think that's totally fair. It really, I will say I've just had, I don't know. It's a weird sort of like this whole being locked indoors has just made me, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, winter. I don't know, maybe I'm antsy to get out and maybe that's irresponsible too. <laughs> so it's like, you know, maybe, you know, you, you need to wag your finger at me and say, hey, you know, calm down, cool oh, no, down. See, and I don't want to like the shame police, like it's your life, <laughs> do what you want. But um, I, I do look at it, I get frightened. Oh, I'm curious, like folks who are watching, yeah. what do you think? Like, would you go to the movies right now? Yeah. And I realize it might change depending on where you live. Cause like there are countries where it's opening that have it under control right? more than the U S like here though. Eh, yeah. I don't know. It's like, yeah. To me, the biggest problem is you've got a population that's healthy and they have a very good chance of recovering, but then it's also the population that is at risk, the older people, the health problems. And then it's like, you know, just because you can, you know, catch it and then, whatever happens, you can still put those other people at risk. So it's like, oh, I know it's, it's really hard. And I think we've, we've got a lot to figure out these next couple of months. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, if you want to hear us blather like this on your commute or at the gym, which you may or may not be going to, I'm not sure. No one knows. Uh, we are available in podcast form in iTunes. Google Play where podcasts are available. Okay. So that's, so that's our final word on the coronavirus. Um, I think we solved it as usual. Kudos to us. I don't know if we don't get credited for this, like New York Times and stuff. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe they'll be listening to us. Um, beyond that, I think we have to talk about what happened on, over this weekend, the yeah. DC Fan Dome. Now, Mia, you're a DC fan. So, like, what what was this in general? Yeah, so Give this us a, was... Give us a little summary of what Gosh. the event, what the deal was. This was basically, <laughs> to put it shortly, like DC's we don't need you Comic-Con moment. They were like, you know, Comic-Con happened at the end of July. They were all digital, had some pluses and minuses, but DC was like, no, we're going to do our own thing. We don't you know, need to worry about whatever Comic-Con is doing. Mm -hmm. So they had a full day's worth on Saturday of back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back announcements, which was basically like one of those big Marvel moments like last year when they were like, here's Eternals, here's Thor, Love and Thunder, here's all those things. Uh, and I didn't think I could get so impressed by what dc has to offer i was very impressed this weekend i will say yeah i mean th there's some good stuff i figured we'd go through some of like the highlights and just yeah. give a yay or nay up or down plus or minus you know f to a sort of did it work because i will say yeah i was impressed there were a lot of good stuff and, and there was gonna be more like they had a whole list of other programs that they pushed back and they made this just about superheroes Mm -hmm. which I like, although I was a little bit weirded out by the idea that you, you did that like a few days before. Yeah. Like, it just occurred to you then. Yeah. They're like, Hey, we need, which I think it's not going to be until September the 12th or sometime in September. So it wasn't even like, we're going to have two days worth of fun. They're like, mm, just give us a little bit of time, guys. Give us some time. We'll come back to you. But sure. I mean, I guess it was the right call. Cause it did. It, it felt like they actually moved the needle. Like there were people talking about this while mm -hmm. it was happening more than like there were at that whatever Comic-Con digital thing happened. Yeah. It, was all, it, was all, it was all digital, by the way, obviously, because hello 2020. 
Okay, the first big thing I think has to be the teaser for the Batman, yeah. the new Batman movie starring Robert Pattinson. We see him here <laughs> with his yes. um, guy liner mm-hmm. on. I shouldn't call it that. I'm sorry. His 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 rather gorgeous Sophia Loren smoky eye. He's Ooh. doing okay. <laughs> Mia, what'd you think of the trailer for the Batman? Oh man, you know what? I hmm, where do I start? It was very, it was one of those moody Batman trailers. Yes, it so was. it's it's like not. I don't think the Batfleck Ben Affleck Batman was as as moody as some of the last ones. Maybe he was a little depressed. <laughs> I, I feel like all Bruce <laughs> Wayans have to be depressed for some reason. His uh, was this, like macho, like uh, like Frank Miller kind of. Yeah. Big ank-like muscles everywhere. I'm a beach show <laughs> Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and this one is like, it's, it's, it's Robert Pattinson. And I would say I was surprised. I think it, it's because at first, long, long ago, I did not like Robert Pattinson. I, you know, was going off of him based on Twilight. I was like, this is, I love it, but it's also dumb. He'll never have a career. I was 12 years old. I think we've all <laughs> been on that journey. Yeah. And now he's really turned himself around to where it's like, kind of like Batman has almost become this prestige role, almost like James Bond or something like that. So totally it was, it was kind of see, cool to see him take on something of his own. And I don't know. And there was the, who's it? Colin Farrell too, or Colin. Paul Dano is in there as the Riddler. The, Colin Farrell is the, the penguin. penguin. Yeah. Which which, I'm still side-eyeing like that's the handsomest penguin in the history of <laughs> Batman, but whatever. Really? I and thought then, he looked uh, pretty made up. It looked a little weird. Oh, I didn't actually like zoom in. Like, is he in the trailer? I thought he was. Yeah, people were like, wait, is this him? Because he had all these prosthetics on, which is why he uh, might not be the handsomest okay. penguin. He might scale back to like a you know, Danny DeVito, who's a handsome guy, by the way, but <laughs> He wasn't all, you know, chiseled and stuff. They gave him like all these prosthetics and I was like, okay, okay cool. pretty interesting. And Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yeah. I mean, it looked interesting. It looked fun. It looked a little broad and kind of goofy to me. Like it, it's that thing. I will say though, not nearly as bad as the Snyder cut trailer Ooh. where it was like, it's, it, it was clearly trying to be serious yeah. But like if you beat up a guy and you say I'm vengeance, like, are you really vengeance? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you have to yeah. say it? Like th- th- there yeah. was a, a bit of an air of um, I'm trying a little too hard, but it's also fun. The Riddler's <laughs> yeah. also leaving them uh, cryptic messages and greeting cards and tape and stuff of things. It looks interesting. I mean, I agree with you that Batman is like a prestige role now, like James Bond. Um, but you know, like James Bond, it is possible to oversaturate. And uh, that's true. We have had a lot of Batman in a short amount of time. And Pattinson looks true. good. I mean, he, he, he looks like he's, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, is that, um, that's Colin Farrell. <laughs> okay, go get it. Colin Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> um, he looks good. I'll watch it. Um, I just hope that it's different enough from all the other Batman we've seen right. in the past, right. like, you know, a decade. That, yeah. uh, it, 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 that it makes it worth it. I hope so too. And it's supposed to be supposed to be that one off. No, Colin aside Farrell, from the, the <laughs> you have some thoughts, some reservations. No, 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 oh. no, it's fine. It's just, it was always a weird casting choice. Mm-hmm. And now um, I, I almost just figure like 
why bother put like, could you just found a guy who looked a little more unorthodox in the first place, but whatever. Okay. Go on. What were you going to say? No, I was going to say it. Hopefully they do have it be this nice rounded out piece. Cause it's supposed to be a one-off. I think aside from that HBO <laughs> Max show, they're going to have about the guy. Oh, you buy that? Police, so yeah. Yeah. Foolish of me. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to go call BS on that right now. By yeah. the way, folks, what do you think of the Batman? People who are watching, Robert Pattinson, Batman, Smokey Eye, Batman, Colin Farrell, Penguin. I want, we want to know your opinions because you matter to us. Talk to us, please. We're so lonely. Okay, another um, big takeaway, the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. They gave us a trailer. It was set to Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. And uh, it was announced <laughs> it's going to be released in four four hour segments. Okay, this was awful. Um, this was, I mean, this this is the peak of I am trying to be very very serious about my Men in Tights movie, and mm-hmm. I'm going to set it to a dirge like anthem that is kind of emblematic of like, you discover it when you're a freshman in college and think it's obscure and cool and you set it to like some moody images, way over moody. And I'm like, four hours of this? I'm not looking forward to that. Um, I thought it was hilariously over the top. I just can't believe someone would use Hallelujah now. Like, isn't that song played out to like set to a bunch of moody images? No. Someone said he used Hallelujah in Watchmen too. And I'm seeing it on Google that. Yeah. That (laughs) it's part of the the soundtrack. Okay. So Zack Snyder (laughs) likes that song. I get it. It's a good song. It's confirmed. Like it's, I'm just going to say it. It's too good a song to be used for this. It's too good a song to be used for so. bash, bash, crash, crash, superheroes fight yeah. for Zack Snyder's amusement. So yeah. I was rolling my eyes pretty hard at it. What did you think? You know, for but again, me, I'm a cynical jackass. You, no, you are better than me. No, no, hmm. it, it was hard for me. I know what he was using the songs, everyone excited and, and this and this and that. And I think they're like, it's supposed to, you know, I don't know, was it like 100% brand new footage or a large majority was brand new footage? For me, I honestly couldn't tell like heads or tails. Like, is this new or is this it? Because I've only seen the movie like once and a half times. Uh, so, and also the whole four part series thing really turned me off. I was like, oh, come yeah. on. I really, I, yeah, I'm not, it, it, maybe it's the fact that the first movie wasn't the best movie to begin with. So it's like, why would I really want to stake in, you know, four segments of my time of my life to have to watch this vision that is just, you this know, vision. to be true. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I don't mean to tear him apart or anything like that, but I'm like, unless this is just a really completely different movie, I think the original justice league, I'm actually just like, you know what? It's fine. It's whatever. I mean, I guess I'd rather have like four one-hour seconds than one long four-hour movie. I get but, that, yeah. Uh, well, my hope was that they could, you know, find my happy medium would have been two and a half hours. Yes. I think I think Endgame may have pushed it to like the three-hour mark, which again to me is pushing it. But if it's really necessary, then fine. Maybe I just don't like that, that was extra like the hour. climax of like over a decade of buildup. Like this right, isn't right. Yeah. That's also what I was thinking about. Like in game, Infinity war really justified that really big 
build up the anticipation. And as far as the Justice League, there's really not a lot to build up to. I feel like there wasn't a lot at stake. We love we love these heroes because of their history, but we don't really love them because the journey that they've gone through in the whole DCEU. Maybe aside from Wonder Woman, just because I like her. <laughs> she is very uh, appealing. I mean, I like that new trailer for Wonder Woman 84. And uh, Corey Smith says, sure, why not? <laughs> Which is <laughs> yeah, fine. Basically. I will accept apathy. Sure, I can go with that. All right. Next up, what did you think of? Oh, um, the new Flash movie. They are officially mm-hmm. going to bring back Michael Keaton's Batman from the old, like, 89 Batman. They're going to have... Batfleck, Ben Affleck's Batman, Batman everywhere. It's going to be a time traveling romp. That's fun. You know, 2022 or four or whatever it is. Um, Yeah. Not a lot to go on, but sounds interesting. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of just the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse model. Like you've got this Batman, you get that Batman, what happens when they come together. It totally does. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It sounds pretty exciting. I don't have anything against it right now so it's on my good list yeah i guess i didn't have much to say about that one as i thought i did and finally um although if you have anything to say about the flash movie featuring lots of different batman feel free to sound off (laughs) um and finally there was some teasers for black adam which is the rock's superhero debut kind of impressed the rock was never in a superhero before this you know what i'm saying like i feel like he was destined for a big superhero um, kind of marquee movie and better late than never. He's playing, although it's it's kind of a weird choice, right? Because like Black Adam, as far as I can tell, is a villain to Captain Marvel or Shazam, as they're calling him for legal reasons. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So to get his own movie, which, and you know, in superhero dumb, a movie means sort of a franchise. Right. So they're betting on something kind of obscure here, but The Rock is the most popular actor in the world, very mm-hmm. charismatic. So if anybody can just kind of take nothing and turn it into something, it's probably him. Yeah. Again, very like serious, very heavy, very like, I'll never be used again, which is, <laughs> is, is very much like the DC movies kind of bread and butter. They're kind of getting away from it, but not quite. It's still mm-hmm. here. What'd you think? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. It is weird to me. I don't know if it's weird to think that The Rock is going to be in a superhero role or weird to think that it's been so long that he's been in a hero or villain, whatever you want to call it, role. Uh, Yeah, I would... Maybe it does feel weird to me that it's him and it's like I will have to see him do that, which to be fair, I mean, he's been in Jumanji and Gosh, they made how many Fast and Furious movies? Like, he can really just get away with doing anything at this point. Like, he's one of those actors who, like, always kind of plays the rock, you know? Like, <laughs> it's, it's I'm like, he, yeah. he's obviously talented, but it's almost like more charisma than, like, acting nuance. I think so. That's right. Yeah. It's like, we need the rock in this movie. You're not really, I wonder, it's like, are you writing a character? Or are you writing the rock? Even though to be fair, yeah, Black Adam is a character. He's a character. Uh, I don't, I don't know the whole comic book history on my end. So I'm just assuming that the rock is the best fit for this character. Or the you can DC build a movie around the rock. Like it doesn't matter who so. he's playing. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll find a way to make it work. If you know what you're doing with, with that. Guy. Right. Right. But yeah. I mean, it had to happen sooner or later, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Is this the one where they're building the Justice Society of America? 
One of those. This I is the one with so. the shark, too, or was that the Justice League? One of them. One of these movies, not the Justice League, the Suicide Squad. They really like the shark guy, and he's like popped up in four different properties for DC, <laughs> and they're like, "Wow, they really like this shark character." <laughs> you have to look uh, that up. It is, yeah. As KN says on our YouTube stream, he's been at the action movie game for so long. He has. Yeah, to the fact yeah. we're just. It, it, it's not even like really with the rock. Like it's not like who should we cast? Like I almost don't think of him as an actor, which I, I'm not sure if you know what I mean. Like he's just the rock. He just kind of is his own uh-huh. little industry unto himself. Basically. And, uh, yeah. It's strange. Okay. So moving on, there was a ton of news this week, really. There always seems to be. Um, there were a lot of stories that I couldn't quite narrow down. So I decided to just sort of pack them all into a, cavalcade of a lightning round all right and uh we're gonna you're gonna tell me what we think of them again yay or nay up or down uh f through a what do we and what do you dear viewers think of all these happenings going on in the world of tv and film okay first up netflix dropped a teaser for the follow-up to the haunting of hill house which is the haunting of bly manor based on Henry James, The Turning of the Screw. Did you watch The Haunting of Hill House, Mia? I did not. It looked very it was interesting. Good. Really? Yeah. Okay, no. It was pretty good. It was solid B. Okay. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, you'll find that I have, I guess, prior to Lovecraft Country, like a low tolerance for horror. Yes, so that's, that's, I think that's what kept me away that. from it. <laughs> but I mean, like... It was a hit. Like Netflix throws so much at the wall and just like when something sticks, you remember it. And like this one yeah. stuck. And I am pretty excited to see where they go with it next. It was very, I mean, it was spooky. It was scary and very detailed. Like they, they like hiding things kind of, it's a bit of, it's one of those like puzzle shows where you like watch it, like looking for the connections and the clues. Mm. And uh, it was good the first time around. I am excited for the haunting of blind man, which I think is awesome. late next month. I give it a, and I give it a thumbs up. Is that the one where I saw it's like basically almost in every frame or every scene, there's like a hidden ghost, like falling them around the house. That freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, like, they're, they're super into hidden ghosts and there'll be more <laughs> hidden ghosts coming. Oh, so yeah, I'm into that. Anybody else out there into that? Any haunting of blind banner looking forward to people out there? Let us know and we can talk about it. All right. Um, moving on quick. Okay. There are some high profile cancellations coming. Penny dreadful city of angels got canceled. And then earlier, just today, they announced that a altered carbon on Netflix was canceled, which is yeah. this giant, um, very opulent sci-fi dystopian cyberpunk epic that I watched the first season of. And um, I've thought for a while, basically, that that there was going to be this kind of big post-Game of Thrones fantasy sci-fi bubble, you know? And mm-hmm. I think we've seen it. I think shows like this are a result of it. And it was going to start popping eventually, and a few yeah. shows would survive. Um, I think it's popping a little sooner than expected because of the coronavirus. Ooh, maybe. This is my guess. <laughs> I think that, you know, both of those shows are expensive. They're, you know, they're mm-hmm. like set in, you know, in the case of Alter Carbon, like a dystopian Blade Runner future and Penny Dreadful, the 30s. Like they take a lot of production to do. There's a lot of special effects. And like if those shows aren't giant hits and you're faced with making a second season where you also have to pay for, you know, like a 
hand wipes everywhere and social yeah. distance measures and staggered shooting schedules when I was expensive in quarantines. Like you're going to look at it and go, mm, yeah, nah. Yeah. Maybe not. Not, no, 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 no more. Yeah. That was surprising. And I, I, when I saw the headline for the uh, penny dreadful, I was like, Oh no, Dan. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I didn't, I didn't like it a whole lot. Honestly, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of, okay. Okay. neither of these shows are great. I mean, yeah. that is n- n- not a silver lining, but I mean, it makes sense that they'd be the first to go. I mean, that's what a bubble is. Like the, the stuff that like maybe wasn't a super great idea to invest in in the first place, like mm-hmm. is the first to kind of go under. Right. Um, but it is too bad because I, I do like the energy that uh, shows like this brought to the space. And I predict we'll see more of these before um, the coronavirus is done with Hollywood. More of these cancellations, because just cancellations. Yeah. Right now, it's not a great idea to be sinking a lot of money into these like big, elaborate Game of Thrones size yeah. shows. Yeah, I've been because that's what concerned me way at the beginning of this when everything was put on pause, and you know, at first it was like, well, maybe a month, okay, maybe two months, and now it's like, not only are we getting backed up because things aren't being released or uh, things aren't being filmed. But like he's also money is now being drained. So it's like, mm-hmm, are they mm-hmm. really going to take this much time to produce something that, yeah, maybe had an okay following, but didn't really show out and show yeah. up like it did. And it's like, they're just going to be like, no, <laughs> there are no prisoners or, you know, they're not really going to take any chances at this moment. So, exactly. which was even though the Netflix thing, because Alter Carbon was two seasons, somebody was like, if you're writing a Netflix show and you haven't, plan for it to end in two seasons you're not paying attention <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> oh that is interesting yeah because uh patriot act got canceled even though i don't think that was it was kind of weird because they they had i don't know how they broke it up but it wasn't was it two seasons or was it more um but yeah netflix will just you know give you the chop without warning i am not okay if this was canceled um yeah the society was canceled so netflix mm-hmm. be canceling right now uh, I think because of this situation, um, by the way, uh, Linda says horror nay, which, okay, that, 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 that is a nay for horror. And hi, Lucy. Good to see you. Um, for this, I, 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 I give it, um, I give it a nay, which makes yeah. no sense because it's not really a yes or no thing, but whatever. I give it an A anyway. And um, I'm sad to see the shows go, even though I do think it was kind of inevitable, not just because of the coronavirus, just because I don't think even without the coronavirus, like viewership can only support this many hugely expensive sci-fi yeah. fantasy shows and yeah. something had to give sooner or later. Yeah. Well, I'll give it a nay too in solidarity. <laughs> okay. It's a nay. <laughs> I love giving nay things to a mix. Okay. Moving on to the exact opposite. The CW oh is making a live action version of the popular early 2000s cartoon show the powerpuff girls featuring blossom buttercup and bubbles. the other one bubbles um fight and crime and their adorable little pink things they are in their 20s they are bitter it's a cw show from the guy who did riverdale and um the evil sabrina show on netflix children versus mm-hmm. sabrina uh, <laughs> what what's taking this yeah. <laughs> 
You know, I'm I'm trying to look it up because I don't think that the original creator was I can't spell from halfway across my computer. That's why I'm like, I can't <laughs> look mm-hmm. this up fast enough. I don't think the original creator is attached to this. Um, it doesn't Craig sound McCracken, like it. And it was reminding me of the whole avatar thing where even though, you know, it's live oh. action, the creators were attached to it and then they weren't. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, I, I'll say right off the bat that I'm not a Riverdale fan. I'm not a big CW fan. I don't really, maybe it's because I'm too old now and I don't really like those, you know, moody teen right. drama things. Uh, but yeah, I'm wondering if, you know, why is he not on this show? Does he not like the direction that it's going in? I personally don't <laughs> like the direction it's that it's going direction. in. I, I was a super huge Powerpuff Girls fan growing oh, up when you? I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I would, I would, that, I think probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite, number one cartoon. Hmm. And um, yeah, it, it just sounds kind of weird. I know the immediate reaction it to those things weird. when you hear them, you're like, no, I hate it. I only like the original thing. And so I usually, it's like, I'm trying not to be in that space anymore where I hear something new and I just immediately hate it. But gosh, I don't I mean, want them to be bitter. <laughs> this isn't just something new. This is like, yeah. what if Bugs Bunny became an alcoholic? Like this is like bizarrely different. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is what they're going for. Like Greg Berlanti, the guy who did Riverdale, he's all about kind of like a uh, let's reboot an old thing and make it like mm-hmm. shocking and kind of like young adult mature. It's not going to be like mature. It's CW YA sort of. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, Archie it's, comics it's wasn't, was uplifting and you know, the colors popped on pages yeah. and now they're like, and now people die. <laughs> and they're fixed. Which, and they're yeah. Fears. So. Which is his thing. I mean, same thing is, yeah. with rebooting Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is like a very kind of low-key Nickelodeon show, but now there's blood mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Um, which people like it. They're, they're a huge, yeah. obviously, fandom for this stuff, but not necessarily. I can just see it like in my mind, and I'm like, eh, I know I wouldn't tune in, so I'll just wish them luck on their endeavor. There's a broadness. There's a campiness to the whole thing. There's like yeah. an archness. There's a winking almost like a cynical winking nod to people that we're going to take a childhood thing and repackage it in a way that it was never meant to be. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I, I get the idea that folks who make these kind of shows just kind of like the aesthetics and the vibe. And are, they're not really super concerned with staying. I mean, if they wanted to stay true to any of these things, they wouldn't completely change them. Oh yeah. Um, but I think it's weird. That's a wacky one. That's a wacky weird idea. It is. Sure. <laughs> Linda says no. I think it'll be fine. I mean, again, I mean, with things going as they are, who knows if things will even make it to a series? That's true. Yeah. They can all get canceled like that. All right, and finally, the last kind of lightning round news item: uh, the stand. Another kind of horror thing. Basically, it's Stephen King who is the king of horror. Um. CBS All Access making a new miniseries about the stand, which I think is Stephen King's like longest book, which is saying something. Does that dude right? Jeez, wow. Um, post-apocalyptic American kind of Lord of the Rings fantasy where all these characters get together and there's the good side and there's the bad side. Will be Goldberg is in charge of the good side. <laughs> one of the scars guards in start of the best. I don't I don't remember which one. Um, and they battle it out. Epic, sweeping, huge, very Stephen Kingian, lots of weird little nuances. And um, 
the reason the world is in tatters is because a plague wipes out most of the human species. (laughs) This, okay, uh, the news is it's coming out on December 17th. I am having trouble thinking of a worse timing than this show coming out this year. Yeah, this, maybe this seems like it would be, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but it's like the longer this has gone on, it's like maybe this is the type of show that would, I don't know, maybe be better in two years or so. I think once or everything like last year. blown. Last year, yeah, before this was ever on our minds. It's just kind of like, yeah, I don't, I... It's it's it it's it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's like, do we at this rate is this something that people still want to see? Because I think if you ask pretty much anyone right now, they would be like, twenty twenty feels like living in a movie all by itself. <laughs> it's like, look around you, the drama is everywhere. <laughs> Who needs TV? Just open your window. I wonder uh, if they should yeah. like hold on to it and like maybe not put it out this year at all. Yeah, I. It's, it's weird because I don't know where other people stand, literally, <laughs> no pun intended, ah. uh, with this. I am not a big post-apocalyptic person, even though I do like, I, Walking Dead is okay with me. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would be curious. I, this is the one where I would really want to see, you know, what the fans have to say. It's, it's a, would you watch? <laughs> sort oh, of. yeah. Any Stephen King fans out there? Any... Um... Uh, the Stan fans out there interested? At, like, would you watch a fantasy about a plague wiping out humanity now? Because you're you in Heaven 32. You got As, a siren um, in the background. It's already doomsday outside. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> As Richard chimes in, uh, Contagion, the movie, had a huge resurgence. So maybe we're all primed for great plague content. That's possible too. I like The Stand. I like Stephen King. Yeah. Um, it fits right in with like the King of Sons that's happening with Dr. Sleep and other shows. Um, it, it would have been a great time for it if not for that little whoopsie doopsie incident we're currently living through. Yeah. The cast is solid. The production values are solid. Like there are so much kind of genre fantasy sci-fi stuff that wouldn't have been given this sort of red carpet treatment before that is now. Like this show was made in the nineties with Gary Sinise, who was really mm-hmm. living his post Forrest Gump fantasy at that moment, headlining, uh, the stand mm-hmm. And it's good, but it's also like clearly made for $8. Like you can watch it and you're like, okay, this, they, they kind of put this together. And it was still popular, but now this is like an all out expensive production. And yeah. like I said, those kind of productions might be numbered if things keep going the way they are. And so you know sad, what? Maybe I'll well, just enjoy it while I can. That's true. You should. I was going to say the sad reality is that this is CBS All Access. Even though I think they're going to try to rebrand it soon, maybe to um, Paramount oh, yeah. or something like that. So because they're getting all those Paramount of content, Viacom, uh, what like Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, mm-hmm. all those properties that are under that umbrella. Um, so I still don't know a ton of people who watch CBS All Access. So I I don't even know if there'll be enough people to give this show the kind of you know little push that they need. And I mean, yeah, again, like you are going to need a push to justify making this stuff. Although yeah. the stand at least is like a standalone thing. It's not an ongoing series, oh, which okay. I do appreciate like it's they're adapting the book. We've made the book. Here's the book, which is cool. Cause um, I'd rather so they is do this, that. Wait, is this going to be a movie or a one-off series? It's a mini series. 
Okay. Remember All those right. so, back in the day? Yeah, so, yeah mini series. Wow. Okay. It's, it's so not maybe quite a show they're or in not the quite clear. a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so no need to get canceled or anything. They're like, you know, they were out there. That's they're nice. Past. I hope wow. we had more of those. Whew. Okay. But it, it definitely is unfortunate timing. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if it works. Mia, any other thoughts before we sign off for the week? Oh, man. Um, I don't think I have any thoughts. I might have an exciting announcement next week um, as far as some things. Concerns the both of us almost, really. But that's for next week. I like to, to leave a little teaser for folks. Excellent. You, you have learned well. <laughs> Dana's like, what are you TV talking about? <laughs> no, I know everything. Oh, <laughs> um thanks for talking to me and i'll see you tomorrow on your podcast uh the lovecraft country yes. chronicles where i will be yes. a guest yeah tomorrow but the episode won't be released until sunday night because there will be tons of spoilers we'll be talking about episode three so mm-hmm. you can head over there on sunday cool other than that thanks for watching everybody we'll be back next wednesday at 4 p.m central standard time talk about more fantasy sci-fi tv movies podcasts, apocalypses, and so on. Hope to see you there and hope you have... Thanks, Lucy. Thanks for watching. Hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.